Welcome to Industry Leaders Journey, where we explore the lives and careers of conscious leaders who are making a positive impact on this world while they transform the supply chain and procurement business. My name is Su Shem. From an intern in a procurement department, all the way to a global chief procurement officer, that is Aurelia Trombley's career path. Aurelia was highlighted as a rising young executive under 40 in France. In 2021, she joined a multinational energy company called Engie to help with its digital transformation and net zero commitment. Let's begin this journey. How is Paris today? Are you in Paris today? Yes, I'm in Paris today. We have great weather. It's Friday, so it's great day and I'm very pleased to be uh, with you as well. Yes, thank you, thank you. All right, so you know, I want to start with uh, your childhood. I heard that you were a gymnast. I find that, I mean, all the sports uh, build your character, but I find gymnast yeah. really does something special. So tell me about your experience as a gymnast growing up. Yeah, uh, actually I did gymnastics for almost 10 years. So it was really part, uh, a big part of my life. I really think uh, it's bringing part of your personality, as, as, as you said. And for me, it's really a lesson learned in terms of tenacity, how you can make something, practicing and exercise 100,000 times. Mm -hmm. And what is important is actually to succeed in competition the D-Day, even if you succeed 10,000 times before. So when you are a child and, you know, you practice a lot and you invest yourself, mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, sometimes you, you lose, sometimes you win. And I think this is absolutely something which, which makes me who I am today uh, as well. It's also great in terms of um, learning experience, in terms of team spirit. Uh, I really invest myself and probably when people say, Aurelia, you're passionate in what you're doing. Uh -huh. I was already passionate at that time. So. Yes, that was fantastic. Yeah, I never thought about that. Actually, gymnast, even though you do alone, but there is a team aspect as well too. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. I like. I just watching them is amazing, right? Like, uh, <laughs> please don't make a mistake. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so th then from that gymnast, and how did you start your career in procurement? Actually, that's curious. So, um, I was you know, doing like university degree, starting really in general business. And um, when everybody starts doing what I can be specialized, I was still being curious, looking to something where I can, I can see different parts of the business. It was like my first time in kind of corporate organization. So I do remember I had a first internship in an insurance company named AXA, a branch of AXA. So I joined the procurement team there. First experience, starting negotiating facility management and also, which is quite funny, um, really uh, making the first project to implement a procurement SI system, mm -hmm. which I guess top of my mind, it was 2003, so it's quite a long time ago. I was something like 21, probably. <laughs> Um, so we were looking to the first, you know, categorization, purchasing category, something named UNSPSC codes at that time, and how to build up a kind of spend management system, uh -huh. um, which I guess was, was also a kind of the first one, which was uh, developed as, as a kind of uh, industrial system. So, and 20 years after, I'm still implementing Arriba, actually. <laughs> I can't believe it. you actually started as an intern in procurement doing the Ariba back then and still doing yeah. it, the global CPO. Yeah. 
Oh, what an what a amazing story. Uh, you probably never imagined that, though, at the time. No, of all my professional experience after that first training has been always in procurement until now. Wow, you see the importance of uh, choosing the good, right internship, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guide you. you know, you're a really perfect role model for, to show that the possibility of building up this career path uh, in procurement uh, from the bottom up all the way, especially as a, a female leader, not too many uh, female leaders in any area, actually. So I wanted to ask you what's your advice uh, for young women or even actually any young talent so who's considering to start that uh, career choice and maybe in procurement? I think it's it's general statement that um, sometimes the women just consider that they will not be good if they go beyond. So I think we need to, to be clear that if we have an ambition, if we think this is that position, I will be good. This is what I, I, want, to, I want to do. Mm-hmm. I think they just need to bring their career path and to assess what's, what are the different roles, steps, connections in order in order in order to, to to do that so we need young talents mm-hmm. we need also to continue um, more professionalism professionalism the, the function mm-hmm. which i think has been a great journey but if we back i don't know like 10 10 20 years ago cpo was more uh, people coming from different functions and so on which is great but i think having people having always being part of the procurement experience, having done the different role, it's really something which can in- inspire the people. Yeah. Okay. So I want to now go into actually NG. So um, maybe for the people who are listening, but not that familiar with NG, uh, I know it is a really big company and definitely well known in Europe. But I-, I also noticed that you guys have a good presence in North America too. So tell me this, what does NG do? And um Actually, what is your charter in NG in terms of a global CPO? What does a global CPO mean? Yeah, so actually, uh, NG is an, as an energy uh, company, uh, obviously. Uh, we are in the top uh, worldwide company, uh, providing energy services, networks, uh, and uh, renewable energy. So our historical uh, activities uh, is coming uh, from gas. Uh, and now our purpose is really uh, to provide, uh, you know, reliable, resilient uh, energy uh, for, for the people and for the world in order to have a positive impact on, on, on the society. So I think as procurement is really, um, it's meaningful, you know. When you're the CPO of Engie, uh, basically, uh, you're managing 14 billion, mm-hmm. which is uh, quite a lot. 14 billion. Wow. Yeah. One for uh, you have a team of roughly um, 900 to 1,000 procurement professionals, mm-hmm. so some global people, some people being located in the uh, different uh, plants and, and, and sites uh, we have. Mm-hmm. We are today in, in a lot of countries and we have a target of being on uh, 30 countries. So the idea is really how we are a real procurement team. Uh, even, you know, having different focus from strategic to very uh, sometimes operationals and also coming from different activities like the thermal uh, mm-hmm. activities where, where we are still our um, plans, but also now really focusing on renewable energy with mm-hmm. uh, wind, solar, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, also developing ourselves, uh, especially in Latin America, as an example, you're mentioning that uh, in terms of networks activity mm-hmm. and developing everywhere 
uh, with a big footprint still uh, in France and Europe, uh, also some energy services activities. So it's, it's basically all uh, what you need also as, as a person, you know, uh, yeah. to, in order to um, uh, to, to, to manage your energy services. Right, Europe. right. And it's also like a, a future of energy. It, it's really using the renewables. I know you come from high-tech industry background of the ITOS, um, but it's another. this is another kind of high-tech. It's future-oriented renewable sources of energy. So important. And therefore, you guys actually have a really uh, ambitious target and then also important uh, responsibility to reduce that carbon emission. So announced that net zero uh, ambition yeah. um, by 2045, and you, you want to contribute to quite a bit, 45 million ton of CO2 emissions <laughs> uh, uh, reduction per year by 2030 for customers. Wow, it's just a lot of numbers here, but it sounds just basically a lot. <laughs> so what's the what kind of role procurement plays in this process of uh, reducing this uh, CO2? Yeah, maybe before we go to that, people need to understand, and to be honest, I discovered that quite recently, that like you said, you were referencing IT, there is a big, you know, revolution a bit in the last years in IT, the sector fully transformed itself, cloud, edge, and everything. Mm -hmm. For energy, when I'm now meeting people, and I'm not coming from that, so I'm still discovering, it's really also, you know, the, the same. We are really in an industry which transforming itself quite quite rapidly. And mm -hmm. I have to say it's quite exciting, uh, mm -hmm. to be honest, uh, for all, all, all the people uh, being, being in the industry. Uh, so in what you were saying in terms of targets, uh, obviously sustainability is, a, is in the core of, of the strategy. Mm -hmm. um, so we are first, uh, first commitments, our CEO announced last year, mm -hmm. back in May, about becoming uh, net zero by 2045. Mm -hmm. So this is the first target, which to be honest is very challenging when you're still, you know, a company which produces natural gas, <laughs> because this is where we're coming from as well. Right. Uh, so it's really challenging. Um, and there is a second target, which definitely, as I was saying, part of our purpose, we definitely want to contribute to the decarbonization journey of our end customers. Mm -hmm. And this is where the second target is coming from. This is something we're monitoring. And in the full end-to-end -end solution we are delivering, mm -hmm. obviously, to deliver solution, you need good end services from the market. This mm -hmm. is where procurement is uh, playing really a key role. Um, we are monitoring uh, what it means in terms of uh, CO2 emission, which are avoided. So as a matter of example, uh, in 2020, Yeah. Uh, we have uh, actually uh, also uh, monitored what, what, what we have avoided in terms of contributing to that 45 megatons of CO2 emission. So, and, and we achieved 20 megatons of CO2, which is, which is quite, quite good. Right. Almost half um, So we have avoided for the customer, so which, which is great because you see directly the impact of what you're doing, you know, uh, which, which is not uh, definitely... Uh, also uh, the case uh, on, on all the industry. Then we take a second target, a third target, sorry, which is quite ambitious as well. During the COP26, which mm -hmm. happened a uh, few months ago, uh, NG decided to, to become a founding member on the first mover coalition. Mm -hmm. so basically, it's a group which has been created where we want to accelerate 
to decarbonization. Mm -hmm. And the idea is uh, to focus on steel, cement, maritime friends, you know, all those kind of things saying, it's good that company like NG take commitments, but if we not go beyond on the supply chain and influencing really also the company uh, producing really the goods and what we, what, we, what we use, then it will be very difficult to achieve uh, as a market, not only us, mm -hmm. what, what we want. So it's a strong, um, I think it's a strong movement where we have committed ourselves to buy, uh, by 2030, uh, mm -hmm. to buy at least 10% of the steel we purchase in our wind turbine, 10% has to be green steel. And you know, we install wind turbine and wind farm, but we are not producing wind turbine. Right, right, right. So, you know, for, for us as procurement, our role is really essential because now we have taken the commitment, we are very serious, we will deliver it. So the idea is how we work and we engage our suppliers, you know, um, really the one building up the, the, the wind turbine and, you know, um, in order to uh, make sure that uh, we are doing the target and they are actually uh, procuring green steel instead of the normal steel, which is um, uh, still the, the, the way uh, the wind turbine are, are, are primarily uh, done right. today. So you're like, you're almost a sourcing strategy. So you're like yeah. supplier segmentation strategy that you are working on to uh, change to help this uh, net zero strategy. That's what you're talking about. It's great to hear that specific actually examples and then how you're directly contributing to green steel. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, how optimistic are you? Do you think uh, Angie will be able to phase out that all the other coal activities? Because I know gas, we talked about it, but the coal is really kind of coal. <laughs> we want, uh, you guys announced uh, you will completely phase out by 2027. Is that the right year target? Yeah, this is exactly our target. Mm -hmm. um, so as part of the energy transition, like you were saying, it's a bit challenging world in the energy. Uh, there is a lot of questions uh, around what, what are we doing? So again, what we want to do is providing affordable, resilient, and greener energy. Mm -hmm. So in which we definitely think that gas is part of the mix during that transition period. Mm -hmm. So this is important. So where now we, we, we look to, to, um, to coal specifically, uh, yes, we will achieve our ambition, no doubt about that. Uh, so there is actually different step in that. So the first one is about um, Europe. So we will discontinue our coal activities uh, in Europe by 2025. Mm -hmm. So it's clear, uh, we will do it. And the 27 target you are mentioning is about actually the rest of the world. Wow, that's tough, no? like others. So, yeah, so, so it was really a tough decision because, you know, it's part of your activities, your revenue and so on. But again, we are very clear and our CEO as part of the, let's say, four GBUs she has announced last year and the way she refocused the company. I think it's really appreciated and recognized now also by, by all the employees mm -hmm. saying, okay, we clear, we know what we have to do and now we all work in the same direction. And I think this is this is super important. Yeah. So as an example, uh, we have uh, we are very happy. Uh, we have announced that uh, Pego, uh, the last coal plant in Portugal, um, has stopped production the 21st uh, of November last year, uh -huh. so, uh, which allow Portugal, you know, um, uh, to stop actually and to exit coal um, really 
uh, many years before what was expecting and to also to contribute to you know, our uh, coal exit plan. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is an important target for Portugal. This is an important target uh, for us. And so now uh, we will really uh, develop uh, our um, strategy, which is we prioritize the, the site closure, which mm -hmm. is really the target. And then we, we do site conversion mm -hmm. when obviously it's appropriate and only at the end of the asset disposal in order to optimize the effect for the planet. Mm. So in terms of actions, we are now, um, our code exit plans uh, foresee a foresight closure, for, for conversion and to disposal, and we are on track in order to achieve that. So yes, yeah. no doubt about it. So well, really I can imagine that all this uh, closing and opening and converting all these sites and of course the role of uh, procurement is very important. So I'm excited that, uh, you know, you are part of that uh, such an important commitment. That's so cool. So I want to also ask a little bit about your amazing background on that digitalization. I mean, you really come from a digital world. So and that we've, um, so that you have a lot of experience with digital transformation. And um, let's talk about a little bit on ATOS. Um, so you worked there 14 years, right? That's pretty long time. <laughs> yes. And you were there in CPO too. So I, that's what, where we met, when we met in Paris. Yeah. Uh, we had lunch together that time. I remember that. <laughs> you were actually working on this initiative for the workforce management, I think, if my, my memory is correct. And so yeah. Yeah, tell me a little bit about your experience from the ATOS. What's like, and in comparison to energy, how do you find the difference? Well, it, it's a different type of company because uh, ATOS is an IT services company, so quite short-term driven, you know, in the way we operate. Um, and NG is more mid-term, long-term driven, which is part of our industry plan. Uh, when you are in ATOS, you are uh, also um, partnering a lot. You are in the middle. You see what I mean in terms of value chain? When you are at NG, you are also uh, directly procuring a lot of things for, for yourself, even if at the end you deliver full solution for, for the end customer, obviously. Mm -hmm. so, so it makes a difference in the way you operate as, as procurement, uh, obviously, and also in the way you position procurement in the, in the, in the value chain. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, uh, when, you, when you buy something for yourself and when you buy something to deliver, which mm -hmm. also things we can see in our... Um, in our services business at NG, it makes it makes a difference in the way uh, you you consider uh, your role. So so this is also uh, if you do remember the the way we met at some point, it was well how I can manage better the workforce mm -hmm. because I have to really deliver that workforce at the end for for, for the customer. So it was a bit how we streamlined the customer process, mm -hmm. uh, being a company which is which is a bit in, in between. So it's a digital company, really data-driven. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, this is really something um, where uh, it's part of my um, strategic action plan within NG as well. It's mm -hmm. part of the CEO journey. So it's, you know, it's completely aligned um, with what we want to do. But I really, um, uh, let's say, based on my experience, think that digital is a wonderful enabler so so you know it's 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 not only for me as procurement where definitely i'm a data-driven person i i i think that we need to streamline the process if we want to help the business to speed up you know what they want to deliver mm 
But I think for what is also uh, directly connecting to the business, digital is, is absolutely core of the art. So like, yeah, I'm a digital person. <laughs> right. I can see uh, why Angie actually leadership team want you, wanted you to come over and join them, you know, because uh, you probably bring that um, awesome background on that digitalization um, and help them to start this uh, digital transformation journey, right? So what's your plan and the NG currently, like in terms of your procurement, I guess, transformation and digital transformation? Yeah, so let's say we are really in a transformation journey. Uh, so the idea for me is really uh, how we position procurement in order to be the most impactful mm -hmm. as a function, but I think for people. Uh, what I discovered at NG is really an outstanding buy-in of the people mm -hmm. in terms of sustainability, as an example. But also, um, which is not something you, you necessarily feeling in other type of company, the people are really poor working for NG. Mm -hmm. They really want, you know, the company being successful. Uh, they are happy to say that this is the project we are mentioning. This is what we're doing for customer. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it's, it's, it's really like, you know, uh, feeling you uh, engaging yourself in order to say, well, I, I, I want to be part of that journey. It's really exciting. Yeah. So for me is, you know, uh, as procurement, we are part of that, but how we can demonstrate to the business that we are absolutely a critical partner in their operation mm -hmm. for what's related to performance, obviously, but also to showcase innovation from our suppliers. And I'm actually really a good partner for suppliers, to be honest, even if I can be a tough uh, person at some point. Um, <laughs> because I think that, you know, this is where also we will, we will demonstrate the value. And my 20 years experience at least convinced me on one thing. We never be good doing things ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about an ecosystem today. For sure. <laughs> so I'm so excited that you joined our think tank. So, you know, and we reconnected after the Paris lunch. So what do you think about our think tank? I think it's a great opportunity, to be honest. First time you, you contact me, I thought, wow, why, why is SAP taking that, you know, uh, role of organizing that? But to be honest, I okay, we have only done that uh, uh, one or two times in the last one. So I'm really expecting to continue collaborating and discussing with the people. Uh, I think it's great to have that opportunity to talk between people being part of the same industry. And even if we all have our connection and our network, sometimes we need also, um, you know, a, a bit an organization and a process to do that. And I think you're doing that quite well. So thank you again. <laughs> um, especially this is the great time to do it um, because even if we have all our strategy and, and we are not here to obviously um, disclose secrets, we're all concerned about the same things. Mm. How are we going beyond in sustainability, raw material, issue in transportation, supply chain resilience? You know, it's, it's really topic where we will be stronger by you know, discussing best practices, how we do the things together, because we have the same market and we have the same challenge. Yeah, that's exactly. So I'm really looking forward to your leadership in this think tank and then how we uh, navigate together this year to make some greater impact together. Yeah. We, on that note, I want to finish with a sentence. I am optimistic, dot, 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 if you finish the sentence. Um, I'm optimistic always. 
Perfect. <laughs> I think this is this is it. You know, um, it's part of. And you were telling me what do we want to advise to young women and young procurement leaders? Be optimistic always. We have one of the most transversal functions. Mm -hmm. You see things everywhere. And we can be a game changer, definitely, in all our organizations. So right. I think we can be positive because every day, as procurement, we're doing great success for, for our companies. That's right. You see the dots and you connect and you see the opportunity. So therefore, you're always optimistic. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this was a wonderful discussion. Thank you so much for being the amazing leader, giving some inspiration for everybody, especially within procurement. It's really a rock star. I love your passion and energy, actually. Your energy within you. <laughs> <laughs> not just only <laughs> the energy sector so great yeah. okay so uh, Aurelia I'll speak to you soon again and uh, thank, thank you and uh, have a wonderful weekend bye bye thank you very much bye bye when you look at the top of a big mountain it's daunting to reach that summit Aurelia says the secret is focusing on one step at a time that's how she got to the top position in procurement a place of influence with a lot of spending power I look forward to seeing her using her tenacity and that procurement power to reach her next milestone, reaching that net zero goal. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Industry Leaders Journey. This series is produced by the Industry Value Chain team at SAP, where we are committed to making the world run better and improving people's lives. For more information and to access all of our podcasts, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Reba.com.